0: I'm Megan. And I'm Caroline. And this is... The Songwriter Diaries! Diaries, The podcast for songwriters by songwriters.
1: Hi, welcome to episode two of season three of The Songwriter Diaries. Woohoo! Woo-hoo. Um, we have Anthony Ruptak with us today. Hi.
2: Woo-hoo. Thanks for having me.
0: <laughs> we, always <laughs> an, we always dance on the podcast and no one can see it. We're like, yeah, no. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> yes. <yeah,
3: it's crazy. laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: also, for all the listeners, there is a puppy. Mm-hmm. And it's very exciting. 18-year-old Angel is <laughs> with us today. <laughs> yep. The real star <laughs> of the podcast.
2: Any, any fan of mine, anybody who follows my Instagram, I guarantee you they like her slow motion videos of her hair in the wind more yeah. than they like all of my albums. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. the only reason they follow her. Oh
0: my gosh. Yeah, um, getting an Instagram for your dog is
2: really popular. Do you have an Instagram for Angel? No. <laughs> my Instagram is just essentially hers. Yeah. You know, I mean,
0: yeah.
2: I get really annoyed, actually, from people who have Instagrams for their own thing, especially yeah. when they, like, voice, and I'm so sorry if either of you have this, but, no. like, <laughs> when they, like, um, talk, like, they... they uh what is the word I'm thinking for? Um, they talk about they the yeah, yeah, they narrate yeah. for their dog and it's like, I'm a good boy and I like this and it's like <laughs> No, you're just a weird person who has two social media accounts for your for your dog. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, that's so true.
1: But, that is kind of true. Yeah, I
2: actually have, there is one dog on Instagram called Zip Dog, and it's some guy who lives in Denver with a dog that looks exactly like her, who's much younger. Aww. Also, Andy Thomas has a dog that looks very similar to her, but yeah. she's she's the ancient, all-knowing elder of the <laughs> totally. Terrier Mutt crews. Yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> she, she's, she, she
2: is the elder she's seen it all she's been <laughs>
0: hit by two cars
2: she's hit by two cars she's one time uh, made it out of the house and uh, crossed a eight lane highway <laughs> and was on her way to Boulder and somebody picked her up and they're like your dog is trying to cross a huge highway and <laughs> I had to leave work and drive a long long way to go pick her up and uh, she's battled pancreatitis and cancer and liver failure, and um, now she's, uh, I think she's just like, I don't know, she's doing good now. <laughs> she's she's seen, seen it all.
1: That. Yeah, she really has seen it all. Yeah. She's <laughs> sniffing
0: all the things.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we'll start off with, uh, we know Angel's story now, <laughs> why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey through music and in the industry and maybe even in, you know, Denver, mm. the Denver scene as well.
2: Uh, I started playing music in Denver um, about 10 years ago, uh, doing the hitting the open mic circuit really hard. Nice. And um, for about two years there, I just tried to play an open mic every night of the week. Sometimes oh, wow. tried to play two, two in a night, and that's where I met a lot of the people that became my foundation for um, where I was going to end up. And um, so... Oh boy, I, I don't know how really to convince this, but I'm I'm from Colorado. I'm a fifth generation uh, Coloradan, and um, my brother plays drums in my band. Uh, and uh, the band, band,
0: you know? Yeah. <laughs>
2: and um, yeah, I've I've been writing songs since I was 14. Um, awesome. Started in the church, escaped the church, and now uh, <laughs> living my best life. <laughs> I don't know. Yes.
0: Awesome. <laughs> um all right. Why did you start writing songs? She...
2: I started writing songs because I was the uh, worship leader in my church um youth group. I don't know if you guys have any experience with the church. Yep.
0: Yep. <laughs> I mean Megan's Wiccan, so she's yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, no. yes. I grew up a Lutheran. I okay. confirmed in the Lutheran church. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's the way you
0: do.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we grew up uh homeschooled living in the mountains, going to church three times a week, uh evangelical hardcore republican christian family. Ooh. Wow. Um, that
0: sounds like a fun time.
2: Boy, was it. <laughs> Goodness, the memories I have. So wonderful. Oh, no. (laughs)
1: But,
2: but yeah, so I I learned to perform at an early age in front of people. And if anybody's ever been to an evangelical church, especially, like, a contemporary one where they have a big worship band.
0: Yeah. Oh, yep.
2: It's all, like, it's a huge show. It's a Mm. big production. And um, the goal is to make people feel emotions and, you know, like, really Mm. ratchet people in.
0: Mm -hmm. And,
2: um so I learned early how to like emote and project, and then I started um, having free thought a little bit when I was around the age of 14, 15, um, and then when I was 15, I smoked weed for the first time, and I was like, uh, my life is a lie, <laughs> and everything I've been taught is a f- Farce, and I am very close to being in a cult for the rest of my life. And um, so then I started writing songs about you know a lot of songs about God, a lot of songs about um, mm-hmm. faith, and like a lot of songs that are just questions after questions uh, and mm-hmm. guessing on the answers. Um, mm-hmm. And so then I was kicked out of the church. Uh,
0: oh God? you were kicked
2: out. Yes. Um, <laughs> long story, um, somebody thought I was gonna shoot the church up, but that, uh, I was actually just trading my youth pastor, uh, his camcorder for my airsoft gun, and so somebody thought I was gonna shoot the church up, and at that point I was, like, listening to metal music, and wearing studded belt, and having black hair, and Ooh, doing all the bad belt. of, the baddest yeah. of things, and... Every bad,
0: every bad person wears a studded belt, clearly. Yeah, <laughs> show gotcha. for the studded belt. Yeah.
2: yeah. So... Um, At that point, um, I, very soon after that, got kicked out of my house uh, at, like, just before I turned 16. I was permanently kicked out of my house by my parents. Oh,
0: my gosh. And
2: um, have been working and living on my own and um, playing music and hustling since then. Wow. That's crazy. I could talk and talk about that shit, but it's... It's boring. Can we call, can we swear on this podcast? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's
3: funny, everyone everyone asks us. Yeah.
1: And on one of our first episodes of, like, season one, I was like, fuck yeah, you can swear. Yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah.
3: We have well, a beeped version. Of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the last <laughs> episode we <Rainier>, recorded,
2: <Reddit>, <laughs> Megan was like, damn it, after
0: 20 seconds. <laughs> I'm like, well... <laughs> The yeah. season three is no different. Season good
2: awesome. Well, it's a rock and roll world.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> i have also realized we can never have a conservative or a Republican on this podcast. They would probably be offended. <laughs> yeah, and they would not like us
3: <laughs> anyway. I don't know if there's
2: such a thing as a conservative Republican songwriter who, like, yeah, yeah. writes anything that isn't just the same thing that you'll hear from the church or from their talking. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs>
3: exactly.
2: There's, there's not a lot of free thought spinning around in that realm. Yeah, nope. Anyways.
1: Um, what is your typical... What does your typical songwriting process look like?
2: I don't really have one. Um, I For me, it's uh, it's always... it It's always the proverbial lightning bolt um, out of the blue of just like "Uh, uh, I know like I'll I'll get like one one sentence or like one line Mm -hmm. and I'll be like okay okay, the whole song is going to be after this so um, it's I wish I could sit down and just be like I'm going to write a song today but that's never how it works Um, and so it's, it's always like it's typically when something terrible has happened or is happening um you know and uh then i'll I'll get like one line that sounds like intriguing and then i'll I have to find a guitar melody um and then the whole thing will usually pour out in the course of an hour mm-hmm. um and uh I don't know what. I'm playing it all on the guitar. You can ask any band member I've ever played with. They always have to figure it out because um, I can't tell them. And uh, I, as soon as I find something that sounds unique and cool and interesting and entertaining, just go. And um, so that's about it. Oh yeah, it's, it's, it's usually fueled by trauma or, you know, the state of the world or whatever. Yeah, yeah
0: it's not great right now. It's no. not. no. Um, do you ever go back and edit or do you feel confident after you write a song that this is what you want
2: to say usually um, so I'll write a song and then record it on my phone and then I'll listen Mm -hmm. to it like a hundred times during that day Mm -hmm. it'll be like the best day of the month and I'll be so happy and like yes I've done the thing that I am supposed to do (laughs) and then as I listen to it I'll be like this word should be different or you know this this phrase should make more sense or be a little bit more cohesive Mm
3: -hmm. and
2: um, so, I usually, my editing process, if it if it takes more than, like, a day after, then I usually just scrap that song and wait for the next bolt.
0: That's oh. really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: I don't, I know yeah. a lot of people who are, like, I've been working on this song for years, or, like, yeah. people are, like, I, you know, I'm almost done with the song, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. like, it's not quite there yet, and it's, like, for me, if it's not there in the first sitting, it's not gonna be there, so um, I've thrown away a lot of pieces of paper.
0: Yeah, that's super interesting. I have the habit to just keep everything I've ever written, and just in case I'm like, oh, I could use a line from that old thing Mm -hmm. that I'm not gonna ever look at again, you know, and try to do that.
2: I I uh, used to use that tool, um, and it was really helpful, but, um, my girlfriend Angela and I had a, a home break in last year, and among the items they stole was all of my songbooks, uh, so everything I've written from, like, age 14 till current. Um, so that tool is no Why? longer... Well, they just grabbed anything with a strap, you know, anything that was easy to carry out.
0: Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. It's alright,
2: I've totally moved on, and I think I'm yeah. I'm writing a different way now, yeah, um, yeah. which is less dependent on mm-hmm. the bones of old uh, half yeah. songs. And you've
0: improved, too. So yeah, going back to those old songs wouldn't even be beneficial, probably, right. because you've grown so much as a person and as a songwriter. And mm-hmm. Something you wrote at fourteen is not going to be
2: exactly as now. It's kind of it's nice for the nostalgia or whatever, but yeah, I've 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 shifted into writing more about things that affect people outside of just myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I, yeah. I used to write pretty primarily about like my childhood, my my experiences. And now I'm, I'm trying to write in a more universal way that like yeah. takes into account the insane amount of suffering that's going on in the world.
1: Yeah, that's so. awesome. Ah, I love your music. Thank you. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, have you been doing any new recording? Um, if so, what do you do to prepare for a recording session?
2: I'm planning on recording... Uh, a new album an EP or an LP probably an EP depending on how things go this year um, early next year uh, and I'm going to really hit the bricks hard doing uh, touring and um, recording and stuff next year is going to be a big um, just pushing hard work music year 2019 has been a big uh, travel for fun and see yeah. the world with um, my girlfriend and go go and just like do personal fun stuff mm-hmm. um, yeah. and next year we kind of flip flop so one year is fun the next year is work you yeah. know yeah. and uh, like so I've I've got four songs written since my last LP that I dropped in December 2018 and uh, I'm super excited about it I'll play one for you guys today yes.
3: um,
2: and yeah I, I'm excited for where the music is going
3: mm-hmm.
2: I'm, I'm trying to get people to like bob their heads more but also you know Keep the lyrics mm-hmm. in the in the spotlight. Yeah, yeah. that's
0: awesome. Yeah, yeah, we're both big lyric people. Yeah. I mean, I shouldn't speak for you, but I. Oh no, I, am. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we're both. The lyrics that are the most important.
2: Same, you know? same. That's yeah. that's how I objectively listen to music. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I can't if it's something where, where like the. <laughs> anchor lyric is the word california or tonight or your eyes you know I'm yeah like, i'm out of here yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is no shade on uh, bell haas she uses california and the great in a great lyric um mm, but yeah. you know people talking about train tracks and like shut up yeah <laughs> get <laughs> out of
0: here i saw that oh, I, I love like, that episode. yeah And it's so fun because all the songwriters I've had know each other and are talking about each other. Like Andy just mentioned you 20 minutes ago. (laughs) He told me he was like, he was like, yeah, he's one of my favorite songwriters. (laughs) And then he's like, no, he's gonna know I talked about (laughs) him.
2: No, it brightens my day anytime I see that boy. Oh, but yeah. like I, I, just looking at your guys's archive, what you've done so far, I'm really excited where you guys are taking it because it's all all people in my community that I love. So
1: yeah, yeah. we love this community. Yeah, and we want
0: to shine a spotlight on it. Yeah, it's yeah. um, awesome.
1: Yeah, it's always fun.
0: So do you usually do solo performances? Do you play with a band? What's your but
2: uh, both um i'd say 50 50 um solo versus band um me and my brother did a two-year run just us two as a duo him on drums and backup vocals and me uh guitar and singing and um we just wanted to prove to ourselves that we could hack it just the two of us and we had a it was an awesome two years and then we had our album release in December and assembled a band for that. We had 10 people on stage that night. We had a string section That's awesome. we had all this stuff.
0: That's awesome. And
2: um, so then once you start playing with a bassist, you're just like oh. you need when you don't have that anymore, <laughs> it's like, "Oh, I miss that low end." Yeah. Um so I I really enjoy the solo shows where I especially like um smaller like listening rooms mm. where I can like really talk to the people, and Mm -hmm. I can really, like, milk the songs, (laughs) and just, um, you know, you know, get as personal as I can with them, and then I love the band for how much fun it is, and, uh, you know, how it's a lot less pressure on me, and it's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's an equal split, I would say.
1: That's awesome. Love it. Um... And I know we were before, before we started you said you have some shows coming up. Do you want to Actually wait.
0: This won't be out by then. Never mind.
2: <laughs> I'm booked through September so I could okay. tell you what's going yeah. on. Yeah, just, just tell, tell us what's uh, going on.
0: Yeah, tell us September dates and if they're relevant we'll keep them in there. Yeah. <laughs> Editing magic that happens. Editing magic. Did I also, matter? I love Losmo project. Yes.
2: I I figured I'd come into the studio representing my boys. Yes, (laughs) my boys. When is this episode coming out?
0: Um,
1: probably early to mid-September.
2: I'm playing Bear and the Beast's album release. Oh. uh, That's Bear Redman's band. Yes. That is on September 14th at the High Dive.
0: Perfect. Love.
2: And, um... That's uh, yep. That's the most show worth of note during that period. Perfect. Awesome. awesome.
0: Yeah. Well, Hopefully this is out by then. Yeah. yeah. If not, you missed a great show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. We're probably gonna be there. Yeah. Yeah. Meet us. I'm excited
2: for the ACLU benefit that I'm doing next weekend. Um,
1: yes. Yeah. I'm
2: the boat on that one I for that the release, well. but yeah, I do too. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Yay. Um. What's this is kind of a heavy-hitter question. What is your best piece of advice for someone pursuing a career as an artist and a songwriter right now?
2: Um, the thing that I learned in my first uh, couple of years of like hitting the open mics really hard and then starting to book shows is um, patience is one of the most valuable traits you can possess as a songwriter. And um, learning to... Love uh, songwriting and performing for what it is, and how it feeds you. Um, that should stand above your goals of fame, or like you know, selling albums or anything like that. If if it doesn't feed you, um, like in a in an absolute necessity way, uh, it shouldn't be what you're doing. You know, mm-hmm. um, so patience, doing it for yourself. Doing it for your community, and um, just listening, listening to your peers, watching how people play, listening to how people write, and um, striving to be unique and be yourself, and not not fall into the uh, the the flow of like what's popular right now. What Mm -hmm. what what kind of sounds do people want to hear right now? Like you have to stay true to yourself because those. Those trends, those genre popularity trends, wave, waver just like anything yeah. else. So, mm-hmm. if you're not if you're not confident in yourself and what your message is and what your mission mm-hmm. is, um, you're gonna have a hard time.
0: Yeah, the second you fit Very into true. a fad, it changes. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. Yeah. Same with clothing. You know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, just wear what it's, you want to wear. Yeah. Yeah. It's like everything changes constantly. Yeah. There's no predicting the future.
2: I'm looking forward to hopefully wearing some colors again someday. I'm wearing black until oh, until fuckhead is out of office uh,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. whenever
2: I do my laundry it's just like a pile of black <laughs> yep. and yep. um you know I suffer in the heat but,
1: <laughs> but you know don't we all yeah <laughs> we're all suffering currently so I actually have another question yeah. that's not on our list I'm I'm going rogue. Wow! (laughs) Um, So (laughs) you were you were saying (laughs) um, about how your writing process is—you kind of just you know noodle around and find something that you think is entertaining and you know unique. So do you play with open tunings very often with guitar? What's your stance on that? Like when you are noodling around?
2: Yeah, um, Mm -hmm. I I have a couple of songs in my discography that are in open tunings um, I try and not do that so much these days just because thinking about the live thing and having to switch yep. between uh, guitars
3: mm, um, smart.
2: but I do often tune like one I'll tune the high E down to a D Mm-hmm. and like I'll tune a B string down uh like one one note and like I'll just do one string so that it's like just enough that it it kind of puts a cool augmented seventy sound on yeah. on the chords in standard but um I yeah I try and I try and keep it in standard as much as possible because I'm always thinking like if I don't have my own instrument with me if an instrument happens to appear I want to be able to play uh, and yeah. not and not worry too much about special things yes um, but no I, I love open tunings and i' love messing around on them but it's just yeah. i already have a problem with Time in between my songs when I'm playing. <laughs> so, um, Megan does as well. Yeah. <laughs> I <do. It's> yeah. <laughs> I'm like switching harmonicas, changing pedals, like mm. sometimes swapping guitars. Like definitely tuning up, and it's just like I gotta I gotta work on that. That's yeah. that's one of my weak points for sure. <laughs> yeah.
0: Harmonica's awesome.
2: Yeah. Yes. Love it. Harmonica.
0: Okay, are yep.
2: you playing harmonica today? I the song I'm playing today doesn't have no harmonica in it, but um, yeah. It's, uh, I've, one of my most punk rock moments on stage was when my harmonica brace broke mid song. <laughs> and so I pulled it off of my neck and like smashed it onto the <laughs> ground and stomped it and totally destroyed my harmonica brace.
1: That's awesome. I love <laughs> that. None that's, of on was video fun, video that's the worst folk thing. <laughs> like, no. yeah,
3: thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: I was feeling very uh Maggie's farm that day. Yeah going to hotel. I can't afford to smash my my guitar. But I'll smash yeah. the harmonica brace. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. that shit up.
0: Yeah. 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 Do okay, this is probably a dumb question. Do you so you were never classically like trained in guitar or anything? You never like Took lessons or anything like that, right? No, all just taught yourself. Yeah. Do you know like
2: names of chords and stuff, or do you just go? And for the most know? part, yeah. Okay, like cool. if I, I've, I've played with enough. Like there have been so many variations of the band in the last year that I've, I have written out uh, chord charts for, okay. for new members, and um, I, I get about as far as like I, I know that the root note is this, so I'm saying it's something and a G-sharp, mm, okay. you know, I think it's oh, yeah. G-sharp something, yeah. and, like, usually people, that's enough of a bare-bones schematic that we can get yeah. together rehearsal, and they're like, okay, well, it's not that, but it's really close. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> But that's
0: so interesting, because I am not great at guitar, I'm trying to learn, I took lessons for, like, two years in middle school, but mm-hmm. that's all gone now, you know, sure. so I'm trying to learn, and I'm like, I don't even know how you would, like, my brain doesn't work that way of like noodling around. Like I need a chord and a structure yeah. to be able to play it. I'm like that's so complicated. So yeah, mine, so
2: mine's the opposite. I went. Yeah. I, I did a one year of community college and I took music theory and I got an F. I failed <laughs> so hard, <laughs> and I too. I did like okay in all the other classes, but like yeah. music theory, I was like, I don't. This is. Yeah. Russian to me. It yeah. makes no sense to my brain. Same.
1: I, I, I love music theory. All learning by ear. Like my dad yeah. taught me how to play guitar. It's yeah. the same kind of thing. And I got to college and I started taking music theory and I was like, nope.
0: Nope. <laughs> you <got your>
1: <laughs> and me. my ass <laughs> handed to me. Yeah. And also, I was like one of those kids that had to take like the special ed math classes all throughout like k12 yeah and I, I took pre-algebra twice i took algebra two three times <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah i math and like the whole side of the brain with music theory and math i can't do so i yeah. feel you on that
2: <laughs> i don't get me wrong today and so, someday i would love to you know not work 40 50 hours a week and like actually have time to sit down and like Learn how to write sheet music. I, I have yeah. huge respect for people who mm. can do that, and yes. like it, yes. it makes you so much more versatile. You have uh, a whole other weapon um, to use, yeah. and so someday I would love to actually enrich my mind and learn some stuff. I'm starting to get to the point in life where I'm like really hungry to learn. Mm.
1: That's because um, awesome
2: yeah. being homeschooled and then one year mm. of community college was like that was not an, edu- an education at all. Yeah. So, I I know that you know as I get into my late twenties, I I'm I'm starting to just crave knowledge, um, so. I
0: think that's such a healthy thing Mm -hmm. to have throughout your whole life. You can always keep learning. Yeah. You're never going to know everything. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I feel like I learn so much from the people I'm around, too, and, like, the people that I work with, and, um, just, like, the community that I'm in, like, just listening and, like, learning from people's experiences. There's so much, there's so much gold in there to mine, and, Mm -hmm. um... So yeah.
0: Yeah, you can learn something from everyone. Mm-hmm. Which
2: is really
0: cool. Yes. Especially in our community where we have good people.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: To yeah. Be learning from. Very rich community. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, what songwriters have influenced your style of music?
2: Um, I my favorite band of all time is Modest Mouse.
3: Mm-hmm I love yes. Isaac
2: Brock's songwriting. Um and uh yeah, early like Lonesome Crowded West, The Moon in Antarctica, Long Drive. Those albums are so good. And um, I also really love. I'm just going to rattle off some people. I love Amy Mann. Um, oh, Lost in Space is a great record. Mental Illness is incredible. Yes. Um, Andrew Bird. I love his oh, gift dude. for language and like his dictionary is vast. Like mm-hmm. he, you know, so many wonderful affluent words. And I throw yeah. some in uh, every now and again, only if I know them. It, I used to be like I'd, I'd hit up the thesaurus every now and again, like five six years ago. I was like, I oh, want an interesting word. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But now, if it's I'm I'm writing more conversationally now, and like more the way I actually talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you know, in the in the spirit of like Father John Misty or something, mm-hmm. that is kind of like a uh, that that permeates. If if you're not being so so flowery and poetic in your language and like spitting real shit but not like confusing people with the words Mm -hmm. that's that's kind of my goal these days yeah yeah
1: love it it. um here's a hard hitting question yes where do you see yourself in five years
2: yeah um (laughs) i no pressure that's not too hard i oh good weirdly my life has pretty much gone the way i wanted it to go (laughs) i like five years ago if i if somebody would have asked me that question um i probably would have said like playing a lot of shows have an album out that i'm really proud of like be getting to be on podcasts like getting to tour that's what my life is now like you know having having a good relationship my dog's still alive um you know getting you know having like, back then, five years ago, I didn't know how to use any pedals or anything like that, and now I've got a big old pedal board, and, and uh, I've taught myself a bunch more instruments, and I've gotten to see many parts of the whole world, and my life is fucking great.
3: Um, <laughs> That's
0: awesome. I love this positivity. No, yeah. it's,
2: <laughs> Don't get me wrong, there's, like, crying every other week, but it's, yeah. you know, that is more more because of uh, the suffering of others and the people in my community. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, in five years, uh, I, I want to be in the uh, mountains. Uh, my girlfriend and I, um, fingers crossed right now, are under contract for an A-frame in, in Jefferson, Colorado. So oh. seven acres up in the mountains, about an hour and a half out of town.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: and so our long-term goal is to... For me to, like, write music for commercial stuff, like, uh, you know, radio ads. Yeah. Um, I've done some work like that already awesome. uh, with Color Wheel, which is a great uh, nice. local yeah. organization. Um, and um, not not necessarily specifically with them, but I would love to do any kind of commercial thing where, like, music is in, in the realm of what I'm doing. And I can mm-hmm. hopefully just, like, record and mail it in. Maybe run a studio out of that space. Um, and then Angela has a uh, goal to have a uh, custom uh wedding dress company and she's yes. an incredible seamstress and so um, that's
0: so cool we want to awesome.
2: we want to be self-sustaining we want to be able to quit our jobs and like f- you know have less money but pursue our passions full time yeah and uh that's i'm going to awesome. i really want to tour a lot uh you know i love touring and uh i want I, mean, I don't know in 5 years if if things if things go the way they have been going, then things will be good. But mm-hmm. I definitely need to hit a break at some point. You know, like mm-hmm. like any songwriter, I gotta I gotta have that person who is mm-hmm. like, I wanna help this guy. Yeah, <laughs> come with a lot of money yeah. and a lot of faith. The fucking you. big and cigar the and yeah. the yeah. Same suit. That guy. Yeah. yeah. Wait. James. So okay. So you're dating
3: Angela
0: right now. Yes. Hi Angela. I hope you're right. <laughs> me. Um, is she are you guys gonna get married and is she going to make her own dress if you get married? <laughs> because that would be so cool. That would be
2: Definitely cool. not. We hate the institution of marriage. We see each other being together maybe more four, four more weeks. Tops. I'm totally. Boy, the faces dropped and the <laughs> angel sat up from her sleep.
3: She's like, um, excuse me,
0: mom. Yeah, no,
2: absolutely. I, I love that girl and uh, I'd do anything for her, and she, she would very likely make her own wedding dress. I would be surprised if she didn't. But if we ever were to get married, we would have, it wouldn't be like. The weddings, like, if you think of a wedding, it wouldn't Mm -hmm. be like that. No, it
0: would be on your, like, ranch in the mountains. Yeah, (laughs) and, uh,
2: yeah, I've been to enough, like, religious weddings that, like, it just makes me sick, and the, you know, I'm a child of divorce, and Mm -hmm. I, I do not respect the institution of Mm -hmm. marriage, but I do respect love, Mm -hmm. and, like, the, when you know that you, are, like, lucky enough to have, like, found that person, mm-hmm. that's, like, that speaks so much louder than any piece of paper. And so, like, we're, but we talk about it, and it's, like, yeah. well, who cares, whatever. Yeah. We're we're oh we're fine, so. Yeah. But, yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, and tax benefits, you know? Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's what we
2: have friends
0: talking about. They're, like, well, we could get married for tax benefits. We don't really care otherwise. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, you know, you to do what you gotta do to survive in this world. Yeah. And
2: she, uh, like... To find somebody, a partner who supports your art, Musical, yeah. that is the main thing. Like, mm-hmm. a relationship won't work if the person that you are with throws any shade because of like you are spending too much time doing music, or you like mm-hmm. your your top priority is music, and like, mm-hmm. um, so she she's always been over the top supportive. Like, she encourages me to get out there on the road. She like mm-hmm. you know and. Um, so vice versa, we're both very independent in our own, like, goals, mm-hmm. and we are we support each other, and I think that's, that's those, awesome. those few things is, like, the equation for long-lasting shit.
1: Yes, yeah. yes, totally, yeah. That tends to be a conversation a lot with us, and just, like, pe- musicians our age, and kind of realizing that, like, our career comes first in mm-hmm. a lot of ways, and it's hard to find um, a person that is, like, so flexible with that and would be willing to follow you. Yes. Yeah. Like,
2: it's not, you know, every girlfriend who's like, yeah, I run an open mic and I'm going to be out until 2 in the morning every single Tuesday, Mm -hmm. you know. Like, it takes a lot of trust Mm -hmm. to, like, be okay with me coming home all hours of the night, like, Mm -hmm. Mm because I've got to do the music thing. i got to be out there hustling. So, Mm -hmm. you know, like, if, and I can't, 100% honestly say that I wouldn't be a little nervous if she was doing you know something like Mm -hmm. like and Mm -hmm. that's just that's just me but like she's incredibly awesome trusting wonderful supportive person so awesome yay
0: we We love love you we love musical relationships (laughs) healthy musical relationships yes they exist yeah love it all right (laughs) well
1: um it's that time in the podcast where we get to hear a song yes um, so, can you just, like, tell us the name of the song and maybe, like, a little bit of background info?
2: Yeah, I'd love to. Um, this is my newest song that I've written. Um, I work with the Mango House, which is an organization on East Colfax, which uh, serves the refugee community in Denver. Oh, awesome. Um And for the last two years, I've been working closely with the refugee community and, um, after 2016 election, I I was so haywire with, like, depression and anger and, like, didn't know where to focus my anger. And I was like, I have to pick one thing and just, like, focus 100% on that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, growing up in a family that constantly talked shit about Mexicans and, like, um, you know, anyone who was Muslim or anything like that. And, um, like having escaped that and now like having worked with over the last 10 years, like so many, like worked as like in a, my job, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, immigrants, you know, people of color, I, it it did not take long for me to realize after I escaped that Christian Mm -hmm. bubble that like the world is beautiful and that people are beautiful and Mm -hmm. that other cultures are beautiful. And there's so, so much to learn and so much to take from that um and so I have a big heart for refugees and so through the Mango House which is this organization we have a Boy Scout troop um which oh, is awesome. the only um all refugee Boy Scout troop in North America um Whoa. and That's really cool. we take campers out uh every month um mm. and we load up in a two vans and it's like usually around like 20 to 30 kids ages uh 13 to 18 and they're from
1: awesome
2: you know everywhere Syria Congo Yemen uh, Nepal all over the world Mm -hmm. and um so I love these kids they're totally incredible so funny so fun just wild (laughs) and like um some of them, like, we, we break them into p- patrols uh, within within the troop, and uh, usually it's like just kind of like what part of the world they're from. Mm-hmm. And the patrol that I work closely with on the, the trips uh, are all from the Middle East. Um, there's this kid, Mustafa, and he has a, a, a couple of uh, brothers and cousins, and they, they came from Aleppo. Like, their homes were exploded, and they walked, you know, on bare feet as babies basically until they found their way to turkey and then they they got in just under the line to be able to get refugee status they were like you're gonna you know somebody told them you're gonna live in colorado and they're like, oh, i don't know what that is okay and um you know like some of these kids have scars from shrapnel and like they're wonderful just bright uh wonderful kids and um so, on these scout trips, on a pretty much every time we go out, like it's not every time, but it's 80, 90% of the times, we will face blatant racism from other campers, uh, from other troops, or from other families who are just camping nearby. Um, people will get really upset that there's a bunch of black kids running around. Um, they'll call them animals, and uh, like, tell them to get control of themselves and, like, complain, call the police. And,
0: uh... Oh, my fucking God.
2: Yeah. And so, we face that. Like, and so, I'm really, you know, I'm a... I'm a straight, white male in America. I'm the safest Mm -hmm. slash most dangerous person on Earth. Mm -hmm. And, um... These kids are... They're lovely, innocent kids, and they face this kind of discrimination... Regularly, So I'm really sensitive to racism and um, bigotry in that way. Um, and so this song that I'm about to play was inspired from... We were driving back from our last camp out, which was uh, Jackson Lake, which is up north. Mm-hmm. And you only have to drive so far out of Denver before you start seeing uh, crazy Trump shit. Right, yeah. And so Sadly. some farmer's property up there, He's he paid to get his own custom massive fucking 80-foot-tall billboard that in big, bold red letters says, God bless the American flag. And then under that, in giant uh, cursive letters, it says, God bless President Donald John Trump. And then under that, it's like a really angry-looking eagle. And, and, wow, and, America. Yeah, right? And and then under that, oh there's God. like this rusted-out old truck that has a Trump 2020 sign in the back. And so I had this moment where we're driving back, and all these kids are just like, Flipping off the sign, and they are all yeah. going, fuck you! And, like, it's this <laughs> wonderful, heartwarming moment of children screaming, fuck you, like, big sign. That's always such a great moment.
0: And um, love that.
2: So, I, as I'm driving back, I just, in, in, in my head, the words come, uh, monuments to America, rusted through, but propped up tall. Uh, and then from there, I just wrote the rest of the song. And this happened to be the week that the uh, Alabama abortion ban was happening Mm -hmm. and um so it's basically a laundry list of aspects of america and it's really a sad one um but i've i kind of write in a way where there's a bit of a call to action um hidden in there and um so yeah that'll be it's it's called the clementines because the kid the camper kids they love eating clementines
1: um
2: and it's just a it's a list of things about america All right, well, let's get into it.
3: children start brave Common for you. we common
1: for That's what? <laughs> that was one of the best songs straight up. i probably ever heard. That
0: what? Yeah. Jeez. That was incredible. Seriously, oh, you're an incredible human. I told you that when we weren't recording. <laughs> and I was like, I'm yeah. gonna tell you again and probably make you uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't know how you do with compliments. But that's incredible.
2: Thanks, guys.
1: Wow. Yeah. That was insane. It
2: was a, yeah, it's tough times.
1: Tough yeah. times for sure. Oh, thank you so much for coming yeah. on the podcast. This has been an absolute joy. Thanks thank for bringing so Angel. Much. Yeah, she's just
2: <laughs> she's chilling. She's sleeping. <laughs>
1: Angel is the yeah, she's highlight. On the, honestly, she's on the back of the album. Stop!
0: Oh. Stop. Are you kidding? Oh my gosh. Wait, what's the name of the album?
2: This is uh, A Place That Never Changes.
0: A Place That Never Changes. Anthony Rubtak, go get the album. There is Angel on it.
2: It's very cinematic sounding. Uh, I, played, yes. I played 14 different instruments on this thing, and uh, it oh. sounds like a movie, so guys... Go check it out, please. Yes,
0: please. Yeah, literally, I'm looking at it. It looks incredible. I mean, yeah. you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but but like we do, you know, this great. is a good cover. <laughs> great, great
1: cover. <laughs> um, Thank you for
2: doing what you guys are doing. It's awesome. Yeah.
0: Oh
1: yes. Thank you for coming on, everyone. Go follow Anthony on all his socials. Yes. And um, stay afoot of all the things. Yes. And
0: Mango House.
2: Yes yep yeah, if anybody is interested in uh, we, we're always needing like adult volunteers who are dependable um, to kind of jump in it's it's very it's it's pretty intense but it's actually really easy and um, really fun and those kids are just incredible people yeah um, but support the mango house. They, they have a bunch, it's like an old African mall that, uh, our owner PJ just bought. Awesome. Um, and it's all the, all the restaurants in the food court are all run by refugee families. Um, Love you know, it. they have, they, they have uh, language services. They have uh, employment services. They have a dental clinic, a health clinic. Um, so awesome. please support the mango house in any way that you can. Um, and yeah.
1: Awesome. that's awesome thank you anthony yes. thank you angel yeah. <laughs> um and uh here's to season three
0: thanks for listening Bye-bye. bye bye bye